actual fuck is going on with this whole politics business? And the, the stuff about me paddleboarding, nonsense. The sea was actually closed. It was a, a red notice. When Kermit the Frog, Kermit the Frog sang, it's not easy being green. You remember that one? Russia should go away, should shut up. And try that's in December, I'll be in Beijing, opening up new pork markets. Like seriously, what the fuck? Hi besties, we are going to try and make sure this episode is what? On time! Um, do you know what? I feel good about it because I'm recording it kind of early-ish in the day. And, um, yeah, yeah, we're going to do it. We're going to do it. I'm also, I'm going to put up my Christmas tree today. So exciting times. Am I right? Like, mm, come on. Come on, Christmas. Come on, season of goodwill and shit. But just because it's a season of goodwill, that doesn't mean I have to be nice to the people I'm about to talk about. Because I let's be real, I'm not gonna. Anyways, hello, I'm Jennifer Wan. And this is a brand new episode of what the actual fuck is going on with this whole politics business. Also, now I don't know because I still haven't finished it. Because <laughs> I'm the worst. But this may have a new theme song. So if you just heard a new theme song, hooray, I finished it and I did it. And and I, I, I did that. Great. If it doesn't, then I didn't. So... <laughs> I guess we'll see. I guess we'll see what happens. Um, but let's get into the episode because we do have a lot to talk about. Maybe we'll have a new theme song. Maybe we won't. Who knows? So you might remember last Christmas, which was fucking shit um for most people (laughs) but you know like they always say it's one rule for them and another for us dumb bitches uh so it was reported in the daily mirror this week that boris had himself a little party Boris party broke COVID rules. Number 10 hosted boozy bashes while millions endured strict lockdown. <sighs> and there are going to be some people that are going to try and convince us that this shit doesn't matter. And they'll be like, oh, it's a year ago, who cares? I care, bitch. I care. I couldn't fucking see my family. I couldn't see my friends. There are people all across the UK that were separated from the people they loved, from their friends, from their family. There were people who couldn't be with family members as they were dying. And these bitches were having fucking parties? No. I'm not fucking having it. London was in tier fucking three at the fucking time. And these bitches was having parties. They were just having fun, having parties. 
and I'm not having it. I don't, I'm, I'm sorry. I don't give a shit. I don't care for the excuses. I don't care for the, oh God. Apparently there was around 40 or 50 people at this fucking party a few days before Christmas. A few fucking days before Christmas. <laughs> well, well, fucking well. My God. Um... it's just I mean here's the thing here's the thing they don't even seem to care that we know because they they just it's like they're in denial of reality they you know they were asked about it a spokesperson from Downing Street said COVID rules have been followed at all times um (laughs) I just I'm sorry but no they obviously they obviously haven't um <laughs> uh Sajid Javid the health secretary spoke up about this he said whatever would have happened in number 10 throughout the pandemic I'm absolutely certain all the rules around the pandemic would have been followed so that's not saying no there were no parties and also he wasn't actually in government at the time uh at the time the Saj was on the fucking back benches so I don't know why he's talking about this like he would have known so (laughs) that was interesting Boris Johnson has not denied that these parties have taken place um probably because he knows there's some proof out there (laughs) and so he doesn't want to make himself look like a fool um by saying oh no it never happened and then like someone leaks definitive proof like I don't know like some kind of fucking dated video of like Boris Johnson and fucking Matt Hancock like slut dropping on a table while holding that day's newspaper or some dumb shit like that so he's not gonna say no it never happened because he knows that if he does that there is probably someone out there that can prove that it definitely did so he doesn't want to fuck with them he doesn't want to do that um it's just it's frustrating you know um so Laura Kinsberg also dropped in with some tea on this uh she said that she had been told by an attendee of the party on December 18th that there were several dozen people there there was food there was drink there was games and it went on past midnight and the government's still insisting they definitely stuck to the rules. They definitely never did nothing wrong. God, it's the lies for me. It's the lies for me. So, um, Victoria Derbyshire, who's a journalist and she has her, she had her own show on the BBC. She, uh, she posted on Twitter that she had received a message from a worker at a care home in regards to this. And I just when I read this I was just like oh my god because it really it really got to me so this person said hi Victoria all I want to say is last year when I worked at a care home on Merseyside where I worked throughout I had to make decisions about how to physically fit 43 plus families in for brief visits to our specially designated 
especially design, sorry, booth as per COVID restrictions and infection control requirements. This was an incredibly tough time for us as staff, as well as the residents and their families who had already suffered so much. Some people only got to spend a very small amount of time with their loved ones through a screen and I had to move them on to make time for the other visits, which is not what I wanted but was the only option we had without breaking rules. You can now imagine my utter disgust and supreme anger to read that Boris Johnson and and then there's like a redacted section had several shindigs wives lost their husbands in our home during the Christmas of 2020 and I have to live with the fact that I had to be the gatekeeper do you understand how this makes me feel the anger for him and my pain for the families I worked with firstly I hope that that person has people in their life that will tell them that this was not their fault this was not their fault um I really hope that they have people to tell them that and to help them with this because this is a lot that 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 person is carrying um and it's what they are saying is completely right we were all told we've got to make hard choices we've all got to sacrifice we're all going through something difficult we're all in the same boat meanwhile the government are fucking partying and doing what they fucking like and this does matter. It, it, do you know what? It's not important that this was almost a year ago or whatever. Because it still fucking happened. It's still yet another example of them completely disregarding us. And what matters to us and what's important to us. It is yet another example of them saying, Oh, it doesn't fucking matter that everyone else is suffering. We shouldn't because we're the government and we get to do what we like. So this is a, another tweet from, from somebody. My God. This person said, Prime Minister under fire over number 10 lockdown Christmas parties. My 83-year-old dad told me he was dying and it would be his last Christmas. My mum has terminal dementia. We drove 110 miles and exchanged presents in the rain in the garden. He died in March. So this person had to give up his last Christmas with his dying dad. But Boris Johnson, he's fucking partying and having fun while telling us that we have to sacrifice for the good of everybody, but he won't. And then when we find out about it, his government will fucking lie and manipulate us and try and act like we're crazy for asking questions about this. Oh my God. A number of people also pointed out that, you know, there were young people, students who were given fixed penalty notices of £10,000 for holding parties. And yet the governments were holding parties. The government were holding parties. They were doing what they liked. Um, There was quite a few you know, people that apparently went to these parties who decided to speak to journalists. One of them spoke to the Financial Times um, and said, it was the only place you could get together and socialise. That happened most Fridays. They were the only things that kept us going, bearing in mind we were the only people in Whitehall in the office working throughout. We weren't seeing anyone else outside of work and were our own bubble. Well, guess what? So were most people. Most people were not allowed to see anyone else. 
Most people were in the same fucking situation, except we didn't have these fucking little weekly get-togethers and parties to keep us going. We had nothing. We had nothing. Because that's what we were told we had to do. We had to sacrifice. We had to do the right thing. We had to do the right thing to keep everybody safe. We had to be good people and... And and apparently, apparently, it's okay to ignore that if you work in Whitehall and you find it all a bit much or whatever. Fuck that. Fuck that. It's ridiculous. It is so offensive. I mean, what, did they think we weren't fucking struggling too? Did they think we weren't finding it hard? Are you fucking joking? Are you fucking joking? Are you fucking joking? It's obscene. It is obscene. I just... I'm sorry. I just find it disgusting and harrowing and I hate it. Um, You know who else is disgusted? Neil Coyle from the Labour Party. He's a Labour MP and he has written to the Metropolitan Police to ask them to investigate the parties that happened at Downing Street during the lockdown. He believes they broke the law and his constituents have asked him to ask for an investigation and he's doing that. I mean, of course, the the Metropolitan Police are useless, so they probably won't, but, you know, still thought that counts um so then lucy allen who's a conservative mp decides to try and start some shit about this on twitter and she said is this what you were sent to parliament to do is this what you want the police to spend time doing or would standing up for your constituents and letting police fight crime be best use of public money well you know what lucy you know what If the government were having these parties, they were actually committing a crime because they put in the fucking laws and all the rules that meant that it was a crime to have a party. There were fucking students being dragged out of parties, being fined tens of thousands of pounds, being dragged out by police officers. So, as it all turns out, it was a crime. So, you know, if students can get roughed up by batshit insane police officers why why is it that our government is protected from that hmm and you know what have you considered maybe his constituents actually do want him to be looking into this have you considered that maybe yours do too but they know that you probably won't um i mean yes members of parliament have you know, things they can do, you know, in terms of fighting back against, you know, government policies that are difficult for people, standing up for individual constituents and stuff like that. But sometimes stuff like this can be a part of it. Saying, you know what, the government have done something and it's unfair on everybody else. The government were having parties and seeing their friends and having a good time when the rest of us were not allowed legally to do so. And my constituents think that's unfair, so I would like this looked into. 
Yes, maybe that is what he was sent to Parliament to do. And maybe you ought to mind your own business, sweetheart, because... (laughs) Girl, girls and glass houses is all I am saying to you. He responded, he said, I am representing constituents disgusted with your leader partying while they sacrificed family plans last Christmas. But with nine in ten crimes going unpunished under your pathetic government, your boss will probably get away with it anyway. So don't panic. Ah! He's right and he should say it. It's the truth. It's the tea. It's the truth. It's the tea. That's true. I mean, I just... Well, that backfired, didn't it, Lucy, sweetheart? Mm, dear. It was... That was high cringe behaviour from her. And you know what? Like I said, maybe shit like that is what his constituents want happening. Maybe they do want him to actually look into this. Because if he was my MP, I would. I would want to know why I had to cancel all my plans couldn't see anyone couldn't spend time with anyone but Boris and his mates all could I want to know why the fuck that happened that's important to me As all fucking going on in the Labour Party, I guess that the Labour Party saw how much attention the Conservatives were getting and they were like, what the fuck? We want some of that. So there's been lots of crazy shit happening in the Labour Party this week that I thought we should maybe have a little bit of a chat about. Um, So firstly, um, Unite, which is a trade union that previously uh, was one of the biggest funding groups for the Labour Party, uh, they have announced that they will be cutting political funding to the Labour Party. So, uh, Sharon Graham, who is, she's the, the gal in charge of Unite, the trade union, she has announced that they will be cutting political funding to the Labour Party because they believe that the funding that they have would be better spent on left-wing causes. I guess in her mind, the Labour Party is not a left-wing cause now. Okay, girl. Um, So, um, (laughs) uh, there will still be payments of around £1 million in affiliation fees to the Labour Party, um, but the money from the union's actual political fund will no longer be going to the Labour Party. So it's not like they're cutting them off entirely, which I think is what a lot of people have seen from the headlines, but that's not like the tea. Um, it's just, I guess they're like lowering the amount of money that they're giving the Labour Party. Um, so, okay. Um, I mean, it will be interesting to see, you know, what the Labour Party is going to do in regards to that. I mean, they have the option to kind of look at alternate funding, but I think there's going to be a lot of upset from their membership there because I think I think the problem with the Labour Party is there's just too many people, too many conflicting interests, you know what I'm saying? It's, it's a big fucking drama part. Speaking of drama, girl, 
young Labour, which is uh, Labour's youth wing, have put out a statement on Twitter.com. They said this. A statement on our future campaigning and canvassing. Young Labour will no longer campaign, organise or canvass for candidates, councillors or MPs who fail to stand by workers, do not respect picket lines and do not support trade unionists' right to industrial action. Okay, that's actually fair. Like, whatever. I mean, you know... I guess, you know, different groups within the party have the right to use their resources however they would like. Um, you know, and I guess if you're a member of parliament or a councillor or a candidate running for the Labour Party, then, you know, doing something like crossing a picket line is probably quite a stupid thing to do. Um, <laughs> uh, you know, uh, fair enough, I guess. I, I think you know, asking that candidates that are put up, you know, adhere to the, uh, the values of, of the organisation that they're standing for is actually good. Um, I mean, what I would say though, what I would say is that I find it a bit strange that this is where young Labour have decided to draw the line um, and say that they will be more selective about who they canvass for and who they organise for because it's not as if, you know, candidates crossing picket lines and things like that is, is the one and only issue that the Labour Party has had and it's not as if this is the only time that a candidate has not done something that, you know, or has done something that doesn't reflect the values of, of the Labour Party. Um, so it's weird that this is like the the one thing where they're like, oh, okay, you know, I <laughs> I, I can excuse racism, but I draw the line at crossing a picket line. Like it, it's very that, but I mean, maybe this was just the moment where they snapped. Maybe they felt uncomfortable before, but this was the moment they snapped. I don't know. I'm not a member of Young Labour, so I'm not I'm not a member of Labour at all. So I, you know. <laughs> Maybe there were things before where they were uncomfortable with it, but it just it just seems like a weird time right now to have come out with this when there were probably things that maybe they should have had these thoughts on before but didn't. I don't I'm just saying, girl. I'm just fucking saying. Um there was mm, girl. There was also there was a, a by-election by-election this week girl girl this shit got messy it got embarrassing and that was that was literally just from like the reactions of people so there was a by-election this week in Old Bexley and Sidcup. Um, so it was uh, to replace uh, James Brockenshire, who unfortunately earlier this year uh, passed away. Um, now, this by-election was won by the Conservatives. Um, so, you know, okay. Um, it is a, a relatively safe Tory seat most people would say um 
and girl there were people in the labor party losing their shit and acting like it was the end of the fucking world and i have to say what the fuck like do you know what i want people from labor to fucking hear what i'm about to say because this is fucking important um grow up stop being fucking babies about everything because here's the tea right there were some people who were acting like oh no this is a definite sign that labor can never win in the south ever labor will will fucking never win ever it's it's all over for the labor party right no (laughs) no (laughs) it was oh god it was fucking ridiculous it was absolutely fucking ridiculous. Let us have a look at the numbers, friends. Let's have a look and see what the fucking tea was. All right. How many people turned out to vote? 33.5% of people that were registered actually turned out to fucking vote. So this is hardly an indication of like what's you know what's to come um i mean girl labor came a pretty respectable second um you know they did all right there are a lot of people trying to front like this is a really big indication that the brexit party slash reform uk because they keep changing their fucking name but that's what they're called now that this party is now a big threat and we should all be scared of them they got 1432 votes they were like quite far away from the top two of labor and the conservatives so let's not fucking pretend god let's not pretend um so in the 2019 general election the conservative party um they won the seat again with 20 over 29,000 votes now in this by-election they they got just over 11,000 votes so that is quite a lot lost to the conservatives now that is either people that went over to other parties or more likely just couldn't be asked turning up to vote there are a lot of local campaigners who were working on this election and this by-election and you know they said that when they spoke to people there was a lot of conservative voters that openly said they weren't going to go out and vote because they were so irritated by the conservative party at the moment and they were angry with boris johnson they were angry over how things have been handled with covid they were angry over you know how things are going in the uk in general and they did not want to give their vote to the conservatives now is that helpful in this by-election maybe not because you know you can't those people are saying i'm not voting at all right now if local labor activists and and some of these bigger voices in the labor party that are running around as if the sky is falling actually took the time to go and work on those people show up in the local community be a part of things support the local activists that are doing the hard work here you know be be present be involved show people that there are other options 
you know, it's not just vote conservative or stay at home. You can have another option. You can vote for someone else. Um, show them the work that Labour councillors are doing, you know. You could, at the next election, you can turn those votes into Labour votes. Those people that are staying at home because they don't want to vote conservative and they feel like they don't have anywhere else to go, show them that they can go to the Labour Party. You could do that. Even people that are going out and they're voting conservative now, you could you could work on that. You could convince them. But instead, instead, what are people in the Labour Party saying? They're saying, oh, well, you know, this shows why we can't win down south. We're better off just staying up north and trying again there. You know what? If you don't try, you're never going to fucking win. The fact that the Labour Party's answer constantly seems to be, oh, well, we failed one time, so you know, fuck that, we're off, we're gonna go and fucking play around in the, in the imaginary red wall and lick our wounds and feel sorry for ourselves, that's why, that's why Labour lose, because rather than sticking around and saying, how can we show other voters what the people that supported us and voted for us are seeing, How can we show the difference we can make on a local level as well as a national level? How can we show people that we can make a difference in their communities? That's why they lose. And and here's the thing. There are smaller parties that have way less resources that do this so much better. Um, A lot of people were talking um, at the last local elections about a huge surge in in green councillors being elected. Why do you think that is? It's because the Green Party make a fucking show of the success of their local politicians. They they will do whole fucking video packages, op-eds, all kinds of shit to show off all of the good work that their councillors are doing. And then, what are the results of that? People will vote those councillors back in. They'll vote in more councillors. People will look at the idea of, oh, maybe I could vote for a Green MP. That would be an idea. And that's, that's the Green Party, which has way less resources to throw at this shit. Labour has so much more that they can throw at it. But they just give up. And they just run off back to the north. Which doesn't even seem to really want them these days. Um, but, you know, they, they don't ever look at, well, what can we do to show people that we could be a good option? You know, instead, they'll, they'll just put up a candidate they won't put too much effort in they won't try and help the local parties that are working really hard to try and get someone elected they'll just they'll just say nothing during the campaign and then after they'll be like oh well there we are the south is a lost cause let's just go let's just go to to manchester or whatever it doesn't matter like do you fucking want to win or not do you want to be in government or not i don't I wish, I wish that I didn't have to care, but the Labour Party is one of the only parties that is going to be able to get the Tories out of power soon, so I need them to get their shit together, I need them to get it together, stop throwing fucking pity parties for yourself, and get it together, stop giving up after every fucking day. Like, stop, stop being like, oh, well, 
we are well you know we're not in government right the fuck now so who cares let's just move on and let's just start attacking each other and and getting into arguments with each other instead of trying to focus on getting into government it's not gonna happen let's just give up no bitch you can't give up because there are people that actually depend on you as shit as you are they fucking depend on you because they cannot survive another term after this one that we're already stuck in with a conservative government there are people that need desperately for a different government because they will not survive more conservative rule and i'm not even being dramatic when i say that there are vulnerable people that cannot keep living like this they can't so it is up to you 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 are the official opposition that is not a game that is not a joke you actually have to get it together get your shit together and get on with it get on with getting into government this is not the fucking time to play games this is not the fucking time to be feeling sorry for yourselves because i don't feel sorry for you and i don't think many other people do either stop being pathetic stop whining labor came second for fuck's sake it's not like they lost their deposit and got like two votes or some shit it was a pretty respectable result actually and it gives you good ground to go back to for the next election you can keep working on voters in that area work on the people that didn't turn out to vote go round ask them so why didn't why didn't you want to vote what could make you want to vote How are you feeling? What is it you feel that you want from a government? What can we do in your local community, your local area? Why is it that the fucking Paul Masons and the Owen Joneses and all these people are not doing that? (laughs) That's a better use of your time than writing absolute nonsense on fucking twitter.com and whining. I'm just fucking saying. I used to talk about something else because these bitches made me shout um <laughs> anyway <laughs> oh let's talk about Emmanuel Macron <laughs> Ooh la la let's talk about the president of France he god so apparently Emmanuel Macron said this about Boris Johnson it's very sad to see a great country with whom we could collaborate a lot led by a clown it's always the same circus <laughs> same baby same I feel you I hear you that is exactly how I'm feeling I mean see this is the thing this is the thing there are a lot of people and they think that I don't like the UK or that I'm unpatriotic and let me tell you this I fucking love this mad little island I do I I mean, I love some parts of it more than others, but <laughs> no, <laughs> I mean, yes, but um, no, but like even England, like I feel like people really do think I have like some kind of weird, like hatred of England. And that is definitely not true. I, even though I have never really felt like I was meant to be here and I've never really felt super like welcomed and loved, I still love England and I love English people and I love um, I have a great affection for for um, for England as a country, and that is why I get so angry, and that's why I get so mad, and that's why I talk so much shit because I'm angry and I want better for the people of of 
the UK. I want better for the people of England. I want better for the people of Scotland, Wales, Northern Ireland, all of us. We deserve better than having Boris Johnson as our Prime Minister. We deserve better than a healthcare system that is starved of funding and investment. And, you know, we deserve better than education that is not fit for purpose. You know, a, a lot of the time, schools in, in England, for example, they they need more. They need more resources. They need more funding. They need more that's going to make teachers stay. Because those kids, they need that stability. And it's not there. And those kids deserve better. Their parents deserve better. Those teachers deserve better. And that's what I want. And I'm angry because we don't have it. So I fuck, I fucking love my country. I love this nation. All fucking parts of it. Every single fucking bit. And that is why I am fucking furious. That it is led by a clown and that it is always the same circus just like Emmanuel Macron fucking says he is right he's right and he should say it it's the truth it's the truth he is a clown he's a fucking moron and we deserve better than him we do we absolutely do and that's just how I'm feeling and it's how Mr Emmanuel Macron is feeling obviously too um George Freeman who's a Tory minister he uh he spoke out uh he he referred to what Macron said as an unhelpful panto jibe and he claimed of course Boris Johnson isn't a clown but he is bitch Like, I'm sorry, if you put a clown in front of me and say, don't call him a clown, I'm still going to fucking call him a clown. Don't put a clown in front of me if you don't want me to start making jokes about fucking Pennywise and shit. Look at that bitch. Fucking walking around with his messy hair, doing weird fucking voices, talking about fucking Pepper the Pig and Kermit the Frog. And, oh, it's all such a joke because I'm Boris and I'll fuck anything that moves. And, ha, 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 I'm Boris. And I was having parties while your relatives were dying. And, ha, I'm Boris. And I'm always making gaffes and showing up on panel shows. Ha, ha. What is that if not a clown? What is that if not a clown, George Freeman? That's a clown it's a clown in english it's a clown in french i don't know what the french is for a clown let let me look that up let me open up my google translate here i got a friend that speaks french but i don't think i could just call her just to say hey girl how would i say it's a clown in french (laughs) i think she'd be a bit like girl what (laughs) this is why you call me is this what our friendship is now fucking duolingo over the phone okay i don't know if i'm pronouncing this right so to anyone in france i'm real sorry no i'm not gonna try and pronounce that but it starts with a p but anyways yes clown in english clown in french this bitch is a clown and i'm sorry but emmanuel macron should be able to say that because it's the truth that's the real truth and uh yeah (laughs) i'm sorry but that is the t that is the truth that is the facts deal with it you know fucking deal with it uh the smp did attempt to uh 
they put forward a motion of no confidence in Boris Johnson at Westminster this week. Alas, it was unsuccessful. Um, but I completely fucking support it. I'm not even going to lie. Um, I mean, <laughs> who has confidence in that bitch? Like, who really can say, hand on heart, I have confidence in Boris Johnson? Like, who would say that? Nobody, because it's just not true. I mean, the man is a, a fool, a clown, an idiot. Um, it is what it is. <laughs> you know how it is. You know how it is. You know how it is. Um, <laughs> there was a lot of talk about nativities at schools and school plays school concerts i loved the nativity when i was at school i always wanted to be like mary or the angel because i knew even back then that i was a star on the rise so <laughs> oh, but also i really relate to mary because like i too would very much like to get pregnant without a man having touched me um <laughs> And I would absolutely treat my child like they were the son of God. So, um, <laughs> oh, shout out to Jesus. He's a real one. Anyways, um, there has been a lot of talk um, about nativities, whether they can go forward, whether they can go ahead. Um, the official advice from the Department of Education is that, yes, they can. You can have a school nativity. You can have a school play. You can have a concert. You can have carol singing but but schools have to make that decision as to whether they want to so it kind of puts schools in a really tough position because if they say yeah fuck it let's go ahead and do it and then it turns into some kind of like covid super spreader event everyone's gonna blame them but if they don't do it everyone's gonna be like oh being too covid cautious let the children have fun and it's just a really shit situation because i mean this is this has been the problem with a lot of the covid related stuff from the government it's always guidance it's never actual rules and laws so it just makes it so that everybody has to fucking make their own decisions and then regardless of what they do they could still end up in a situation where everyone's like well this is on you bitch it's your fault even when it isn't that's really fucked up girl that's really fucked up but i'll be having my own nativity like in my head and <laughs> i might like just you know reality shift and just like go and put on my own nativity and my own imagination in the other realm or something um and i'll be mary and i'll look very fabulous in my lovely blue dress and uh we'll be real like It'll be really, like, shocking because we'll have Joseph played by, like, a woman because then it won't be weird for me. And the baby will be fabulous and we'll have, like, a real-life donkey like they did on that episode of Some Mothers Do Have Them. Anyway, um, so that's what I'm doing for my nativity. <laughs> I'm going to invite, like, the real Frank Spencer. And I don't mean Gavin Williamson. He's absolutely not invited, that bitch. It's beginning to look a lot like Christmas and it's also beginning to look a lot like we are going to be looking at polling 
and Scotland because that's what time it is because that's what's on my notes now so <laughs> that was great that was great and I didn't sing anything copyrighted I just like sat it slightly melodically so no one can see me anyway so some new polling has been released about people's political intentions and things in the lovely country of Scotland as it all turns out the governing party the Scottish National Party is at 52% for Holyrood voting intention that is wild after over a decade in power that's mad um the conservatives the conservatives could never darling and they're not because <laughs> because the scottish conservatives are at 19% scottish labor at 17% uh the scottish liberal democrats at 5% and the scottish green party at 3% uh there was also some polling done on people's support for Scottish independence and that is currently at 55% for yes which I mean baby that's wild it's interesting it's exciting and sexy and fun I love drama Um, I am I'm excited to see what happens moving forward. I think this is going to be very interesting. And as for reasons for why, well, huh, I can think of I can think of one person who could be a reason for why because I mean, if you could look at this person and say, "Oh my god, this is a person that gets to be involved in making decisions about my country." well i'm out of this ridiculous union situation mark francois (laughs) a clown yet another clown we're just we're just we can't fucking move for clowns in the uk let me tell you so mark francois is a conservative member of parliament and a fool and he's like obsessed with brexit because it's kind of the only time he's ever been relevant apart from when people point out that he looks like the little like mole thing from danger mouse um so he has uh released a brexit memoir um that he has self-published because he claims that remainer publishers turned it down now what has actually probably happened here is that the book is not very good so nobody wants to publish it because it's shit and they wouldn't make any money back off of it but he has tried to convince the public that the reason it won't be published traditionally is because of brexit and because ramona's run publishing because it's less embarrassing than having to say my book is shit and nobody wants to read it and nobody wants to publish it you know like very that it's like it's like when people um will be like um you know oh you know (laughs) um i you know i i was i was asked to be you know i was asked about signing to a major label but i didn't want to because i want to keep my integrity but then no labels are actually trying to sign them they're just you know nobody's interested or or when someone's like you know 
oh wow you know I was asked to do Eurovision but I just I just didn't want to I just you know because they're just like they don't vibe with what I'm doing and it's like nobody asked you though did they you've just said that because you know that Eurovision is not you know the people that make decisions about who we send for Eurovision they don't have the time to come out and say well actually we didn't ask this person we don't fucking know who this person is you know Marc Francois knows that most of these publishing places bitch this book is apparently called Spartan Victory as well (laughs) Spartan Victory the inside story of the battle for Brexit my god none of these publishers and he knows this none of these publishers have the time the inclination or whatever to come out and deny the story because he is a nobody in terms of of literature nobody knows who he is nobody cares nobody's gonna fucking read this book so publishers they they don't think it's worthwhile coming out and saying actually we rejected your book because it was shit or like actually you didn't even fucking send us your book You didn't actually send it to us. You're just lying and pretending that you did for attention so that you can come up with this narrative that we fucking rejected it. Like, it's it's, it's pathetic and it's childish and it's weird. Um, I don't think this book is going to be very good. (laughs) And I have to be real, I'm not going to fucking read it. (laughs) I mean, maybe if someone, like, sends me, like, a pirated PDF, I might, just for a laugh, but... (laughs) oh god um (laughs) it's sad it's real sad girl like i mean why would you lie about something that's so easy to like fact check as well like come on man there are plenty of like pro-brexit books that have been published and there are plenty of like right-wing books that get published all the fucking time so this idea that if you're right-wing or you're pro-brexit you can't get published is complete bollocks like it's just not true and i just i don't understand why he's lied about it it's really cringe and i feel embarrassed for him and i (laughs) i just feel so embarrassed um so there's been a lot of uh a lot of discussion on who can kiss who this christmas by the way you should buy my new christmas record christmas kiss which is available now on itunes and things it's really good according to my grandparents um except they didn't like the songs that swear but like they still liked them they just didn't like that i was swearing because i'm their granddaughter and they still think i'm innocent and sweet anyway (laughs) so there's a lot of talk about kissing smooching under the mistletoe and things um am i gonna be kissing someone this christmas probably not um (laughs) and not just because of covid (laughs) not just because of covid but um if anyone would would like to kiss me under the mistletoe this holiday season uh please send me an email um telling me um why you think we should do that and then i will get back to you and let you know um so (laughs) the work and pension secretary um therese coffee or whoever whatever her fucking name is who cares she's horrible she was on peston this week and she said i don't think there should be much snogging under the mistletoe don't need to do things like that but i do think 
we should all be trying to enjoy the Christmas ahead of us. And then it became like this whole thing and oh and everyone like every all the journalists were asking about you know can we kiss people under the mistletoe should we kiss people under the mistletoe the health secretary Sajid Javid said that people can kiss who they wish but they should they should do so cautiously and I was like how do you kiss someone cautiously babes what does that mean look some of us are just real dramatic like bitches if I kiss someone it has to be like in the movies like I what do you mean cautiously do I have to like what does that mean do we we have to be using contraception at the time because like am I gonna need to go shopping for this like what does that mean what do you mean cautiously cautiously like do you mean like only like a certain amount of people in one evening because like that I'm I, I can do that's fine it'll just be the one for me I'm very much I'm hoping that the next person I kiss will be my true love and then I won't have to kiss anyone else and that'd be really great but like sometimes life doesn't work out like that Sajid Javid what do you want me to do um (laughs) we still don't really have a definitive answer as to what a cautious snog is but I guess maybe we'll fucking like we'll fucking find out I don't fucking know or maybe we won't and it'll be one of the great mysteries of this government um (laughs) I also wish people would just say kiss. It's so much more romantic, like for goodness sake. Um, let's talk about the House of Lords. Let's talk about a Tory peer, Michelle Moan. Um, <laughs> girl. So she is a conservative peer. I don't... I think I know who she is, but I don't want to say in case I've got her mixed up with someone else. Is she the bra lady? Oh, yes, yes, yes. No, she is. She is. Okay, so she, like, owned a bra company or something. Um, so apparently, according to her Wikipedia, she was wearing a very uncomfortable, like, undergarment at a dinner and then she realized she could improve the design and so that's how she like became rich or something by like making bras or some shit um okay girl uh and then she sold her brand for lots of money and now she's very rich and now she's in the house of lords doing stuff um so she uh has been accused of sending racist and abusive messages to a man of Indian heritage who alleges that she told him he was a waste of a man's white skin? Bitch, what the fuck? What? God. Okay. So, apparently, this all kicked off after a disagreement following a fatal yacht crash off the coast of Monaco. My God, rich people's lives are really so different. My God. Um, so she referred to this man's partner as a mental loony and a nutcase bird. Oh my God. This lady seems horrible. Um... Oh my god. 
she seems really fucking awful um a representative for her initially told the guardian baroness moan as a hundred percent not a racist baroness moan and her husband have over 15 schools in Africa in the past three years. (laughs) Okay, girl. Okay. Okay, girl. Alright, girl. Um, Her lawyers then released a statement uh, and the statement said that she had no access to the mem- to the messages and she had no detailed memory of them she is not prepared to comment on the messages unless and until their authenticity has been confirmed but baroness moan in any event very strongly denies that she is a racist a sexist or that she has a lack of respect for those persons genuinely suffering with mental health difficulties <laughs> oh my god the statement then goes on to say it is as illogical as it is inconceivable that she could or would have made such a comment or made it with the slightest racist intent as at the time she had no knowledge that the complainant was anything other than white British as his appearance is 100% white with a cut glass English accent. Now hang on because they just said that she had no access to these messages and she doesn't remember them. She doesn't remember them. And they're saying that she's not prepared to comment because they haven't confirmed that the messages are real and that they are, like, authentic. But then they're like, oh, but by the way, she never could have said this because this guy's definitely, like... Like, she definitely thought he was white or whatever. And it's like, well, hang on. Why... (laughs) Why are you making an excuse if you... If you think that these messages didn't happen? Like, what, what are you saying? What, what are you talking about? Um, so, my God. Apparently, um, there, was, there was a yacht crash. Um, um, her friend's yacht was departing to head back to shore in Monaco. It crashed into um, another yacht and a crew member was killed. In the weeks following the collision, Moan appears to have become embroiled in a disagreement on WhatsApp with a man of Indian heritage who describes his appearance as brown-skinned, who had been a guest on the other boat along with his partner. Oh my god. What? Okay, so this is what she said, apparently. OMG, what a pile of crap. You are talking to me, a smart, bright individual who doesn't get taken in by your shit. And, well, not smart enough not to realise that messages can get screenshotted, apparently. Um, (laughs) In fact, my bullshit detector was on you from day one. You and your mental loony of a girlfriend have been parting. Okay, so the Guardian believes that should have been partying. Um, Okay. But remember, this is a woman who is apparently a smart, bright individual, just so we're clear. 
you and your mental loony of a girlfriend have been partying like mad. You need to get a grip and have respect for a guy that was killed. Funny how your mad girlfriend has now deleted all the pictures. Don't worry, I have screenshots of the dates and times. 48 hours after a guy was killed. You're a lowlife. A waste of a man's white skin. So don't give us your lies. You're a total disgrace. I mean... Wow. She added, Now you deal with the police inquiries, including your nutcase bird. What a pleasant, pleasant woman. Uh, So the man responded and said, A waste of a white man's skin. Did not know you were racist, Michelle. (laughs) She did not address that, but she responded 15 minutes later and said, You're blocked and take your mental case to the police station what a lovely lady what a wonderful lovely lovely lady um i mean wow um so her lawyers are trying to uh question the authenticity as they argue that these messages were written in a manic way in keeping with someone with coherency issues rather than from the well-educated and articulate baroness um okay so you're, you're trying to act like posh people can't fucking go on mad racist rants on f- fucking whatsapp because like they probably can <laughs> they probably can um i just <sighs> I guess we'll see. I guess we will see. But I'm just saying it does seem a bit fucking random for someone to make up for no reason. You know what I mean? Like, to me, to me, it seems fucking random that somebody would just make that up for the sake of it you know what I mean like it seems a bit fucking ridiculous you know what I mean I'm just I'm just saying so I I guess we will see what happens with that but I mean honestly rich people are fucking weird so I I am confused and frightened by that <laughs> the the government has brought back masks as you'll be aware um unfortunately it's uh, <laughs> it's not going well in terms of government messaging there was a clip that went viral this week on twitter of a conservative mp sat in the chamber not wearing a mask and then in front of him was another conservative mp also not wearing a mask frankly and there's only one way i can put this coughing his fucking guts up all over his hands all over the place i have to tell you it it was unpleasant to look upon um so that's great isn't it you know i just, i mean my god 
My fucking god, it was it was it was grim. I did not have a good time watching that clip, and it was everywhere because everyone was like talking about it, and I was like, I don't want to see this. I don't want to look at it. Oh, stop. Um, I guess we'll see in the coming weeks whether there are going to be more conservatives wearing masks or not. Uh, who knows? Uh, it's uh. It's going to be a surprise, I guess. It is going to be a surprise. We'll see what happens. Okay, besties. That's all for this week. But I will speak to you again next week with more tea, gossip, drama and scandal. I can't wait to see you again. I'll see you soon. Love you. Bye. Um, what the actual fuck is going on with this whole politics business? Stuff about me paddleboarding, nonsense. The sea was actually closed. It was a, a red notice. When Kermit the Frog, Kermit the Frog, sang, it's not easy being green. You remember that one? Russia should go away. Should shut up. In try that's that's a dodgy view. I don't know if you've been to Peppa Pig World. Who's been to Pans? I've been to Peppa Pig World. In December, I'll be in Beijing, opening up new pork markets. Like seriously, what the fuck?